are listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loud-mouthed movie cynic. And action! All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today we're doing something fun. James, what are we doing today? Listener mail. That's right. We spoke, you listened, then you spoke, and now we are going to listen. And, and respond. Respond. And respond. And speak again. Then you can <laughs> respond. Now, as we go, we've gotten suggestions, we've gotten comments, questions, and things uh, as we've asked. So thank you so much for participating uh, in this collective thing we're doing here. So we're going to read some of the mail. You know, we're going to play some of it. We've gotten some clips yes. and some, uh, some phone calls. Man, I don't know who got our number, but... They've, some weird, some weird people have been calling us, so oh, we'll we'll man. talk about that as well. But uh, um, let's just start off uh, right off the bat with some some easy ones, some some simple things that we'll go through, and uh, and we'll break it down from there. So James, this one's kind of about you, but uh, I'm Uh-oh. really curious to know the answer as well. Um, this one is coming to us from Rachel. Thank you, Rachel, and uh, we actually have a clip, so we'll play the clip for you right here. Hi, this is Rachel, and I have a question for you. How is it possible that James is alive and has never seen a single James Bond movie? James, <laughs> how is this possible? I'm just as curious. I I don't know. I've never been interested in them. Um, I, I don't know. You know, there's there's just certain series of movies you don't see. I mean, I I'm the type of guy that... Just because everybody's doing something doesn't mean that I'm going to do it. Maybe you've caught on to some of my behavioral quirks, if you will. (laughs) You're not a lemming. (laughs) No, definitely not. I've seen, I think, 1.37 of the... How many Harry Potter movies are there? (laughs) There's eight. Eight? There's eight? Eight of seven books, yeah. Holy shit. All right. Uh, Barely seen any of those. Um, Yeah, I just have never been interested in James Bond. What can I tell you? My curiosity on this is that there's like 24 Bond films out there, and you've never stumbled across one on TV ever? Nope. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm a James Bond fan, you might say, Mm -hmm. uh, obsessive fan, and I've seen them all countless times. uh, So I'm going to force you at some point. To watch some of these because we got to review something concerning okay, James Bond, right. especially with a new one coming out uh, pretty soon. Little side note, just to, to make a connection because we're talking James Bond, and this is uh, this podcast is you know we, we break into story mode yeah. uh, quite often. So here's a quick story. Now that you guys know I've done the Peace Corps, right? Mm. I've been I spent a lot of time in Ecuador, right? Um, Ecuadorians, at least where I lived had a very difficult time pronouncing the name James. <laughs> and they mangled it any which way you could think of, Kyle. Jing, jang, hey, jang, 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 like all, You wouldn't believe how completely mangled the word James became out of the mouth. It's a, and then, tough, it's a tough sound in different languages. Apparently. Yeah. Um, but then I realized the, the easiest way to teach people my name is if I said, yeah, in Spanish, of course, yeah. Like James Bond, and then automatically the the poorest people from the middle of the the campo, as we say, the middle of the countryside, but oh, see, 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 James Bond, James Bond. They understood James if you put it in the context, in the context of, of of movies of I've never even yeah, seen. Yeah, see, now that's even more reason you got to get on it. My my Peace Corps friends, all the Peace Corps people I worked with, knew more about James Bond and could then <laughs> pronounce and appreciate my name. 
because of the reach of James Bond. That's can you believe hilarious. that? I can. All That's right. funny. All right, give My us turn. our next one. Okay, Jim. I'm going to read you one from Dan. Dan. Hey, Dan. Dan is sending us this message from Singapore. Oh, wow. All the way from Singapore. Excellent. Right? Dan says, loved episode two. Funny stories. That story about Shutter Island and the girl walking out with that other dude. <laughs> Priceless, <laughs> Kyle. That's aimed right at you, man. Yeah, React, please. Yeah. Uh, you know that was a singular experience in my life. There's been nothing that's even come close to that. And I think one of the funniest parts of that whole scenario was that when I went up into the theater, uh, I was like one of the first people in the theater because I've been waiting in line for so long. I went to the top middle of the theater, which is always where I park myself, Ooh. you know, because that's my good view. I got the whole uh, view of the screen. I'm right in the center. Mm-hmm. I love it. And the movie started packing in because I think it was opening night or close to opening night. <laughs> and uh, and so eventually, you know, there weren't a lot of seats going around. And everybody does that thing in the theater where they leave, like, the buffer seat. Yep. You know, you leave I the buffer like seat. I don't like that shit, man. I pack hate in. It. Pack I in. I hate it. And so eventually a group comes in. I, I have two buffer seats on either side of me. <laughs> so I'm feeling pretty lonely at this point. Got my popcorn and my drink, and I'm hanging out. And this couple came up, and they asked me if I would move so that they could sit yes, down. Yes, that makes no, sense. No, 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 wait not scoot over one if I could get up and move someplace else so they could have those three seats that were there for their friend that was joining them. So they asked me to get up (laughs) and literally get the hell out of the way. And I said, no. And I scooted over one and that was all I would give them. And I was so (laughs) pissed off. Like, could this get any worse? So yeah, oh, it did. Another layer to that already oh, classic man. story. By the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback real yeah, quick because sure. Dan Dan from Singapore, we love you, Dan. Had another quick comment aimed at Kyle, and that comment was, um, "Toy Story. How fucking old is this guy, Kyle? Twenty? Obviously taking shots at our age gap here. Twenty four. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, hit us up. With How something. old's this guy, James? Uh, I don't know if I should. He's, he's, How many rings are on this tree? <laughs> <laughs> older older all right keep it keep it going what do we got next all right uh i like this one uh I'll, I'll send some some stuff our way so we can have a little bit of a discussion here okay so um this one comes from jane and we actually have a clip for this as well regarding our disaster movie podcast here we go this is jane i i just don't know i just don't know there must be more than these two newbie nouveau naive and actually very neotony-ish considerations of real disaster movies. Goethe's Sorcerer's Apprentice, you know the one, the poem muddled by Walt Disney, must be included in any discussion of disaster films. Give me a break, pure terror, terror as Mickey Mouse tries desperately to sweep his way out of a wet grave as the evil sorcerer looks on. Enchanted brooms, coursing water, up to his ears. Now that's what I call a disaster. So you two wise guys should just check it out, really. So do you remember this? Mickey Mouse is the sorcerer's apprentice fighting off all the the brooms and everything. Mm-hmm, I she do. claims this is a disaster film that we should have, uh, that we should reference, and that there are much scarier and more terrifying psychological disasters than uh, than what we reference. So, James, 
Let's start here. So what do we think of Jane's comments here? Well, I blame Jennifer. <laughs> the guest host. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, you know, valid point. Um, if you looked at that episode, and of course I've listened to it many times, we did. We stayed. Our focus was rather narrow. Um, in fact, an anonymous um, email that I received oh, based on the same podcast, so I'm going to piggyback a little mm-hmm. bit, uh, very sarcastic, very biting about the Disaster Movie Podcast, said, open quote, I could have used more volcano, close quote. <laughs> and yes, in retrospect, oh boy, we, we got hung up on volcanoes in that episode, yeah. yeah? There's so a lot Jane, about volcanoes. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to stop saying it right now, otherwise this podcast is going to become But there's a volcanoes. lot of movies about volcanoes, you know? So. Well, either way, yeah, I mean, Kyle's, well, no, Kyle's youth is not an excuse. He's got a wide repertoire of movies that he's seen. I certainly do. I, I don't know. I guess the conversation took that course. For those of you who don't know, we don't script a lot of this stuff, do we? <laughs> no. We have a very skeletal <laughs> plan or outline. Can it's, you tell? Can you tell? I mean, it's very natural, very flow, yeah. conversational. Yeah, I mean, I, I tried. I brought in fucking Independence Day and what? Terminator 2 in that podcast, and that was kind of odd in retrospect. Yeah, that's... But anyway, I yeah. think that, yeah, we ended up... Um, since we were talking with Jennifer, and uh, Jennifer has a, a background in kind of a geological sciences and stuff right. those things were interesting to her so we chose to focus on mm-hmm. those and that's where we see most of i would say the big blockbuster disaster films so we're keeping it relevant to um to recent times as well as going back a little bit and piggybacking on that so we had some good examples of the genre now which is like some big natural disasters happening everybody's getting killed and then we saw those in in history as well but there are tons of disaster films that i would have uh, loved to extrapolate and go on about um, after that. Psychological disasters, horror disasters, there's mm. a lot of categories there. So we kind of chose to focus on the natural disasters as opposed to anything else. Jane from San Francisco, we invite you to be on the show. How yes, about that? come and talk to us about all of your favorite disaster films. I want to piggyback on top of this. Okay, I go. know it's your turn to go. That's all right. Go. But uh, regarding what we were just talking about, um, this one comes to us from Linda, and she had this to say. Okay, hi, I'm Linda, and um, I really enjoyed the fast, fast forward top 20 all time movies. I actually paused the podcast to start over again so I could write down these movie greats. And I can't believe that James has practically seen none of these movies. Um, don't they have movie theaters in New York? Um, gosh, you just have been living in a cultural wasteland. And my sister thinks that you're pretty foul-mouthed. So, James, a response for Linda. Oh, boy. Um, I don't know. The Yeah, I, I haven't seen a lot of the culturally relevant movies, especially historically. Oh, boy. How do I, I mean, how do I respond to this? I don't have a film background, right? Mm-hmm. And my taste in the arts, if you will, <laughs> is limited to the arts that I enjoy. And... I mean, I remember, like, as a senior in high school, Kyle, I took a class in film, like, one semester. Sure. Or, in fact, my high school is in trimesters, so even shorter of a period, if you can imagine that. Tri- yeah, trimesters. And, yeah, I remember now that I reflect on it, the teacher tried to show us things like um, North by Northwest. I love that movie. I'm pretty sure Casablanca was in there. I love that movie. And I'm pretty sure I fell asleep in both of them. And it's like, <laughs> it's like you know, a little... A little bit of history on me. Like, I struggled quite a bit in high school, and I certainly didn't have the taste for that kind of stuff. I come from a pretty working class background, and yeah, sometimes our taste is a little lowbrow, you know? 
I've watched movies like Rad and What About Bob and uh, clearly Ghostbusters and Coming to America <laughs> a thousand times each. Yeah, I probably could have squeezed in a screening of Ben-Hur during that time. Did I? No. Like, And if you ask me as a little kid or even as an adolescent, hey, do you want to watch Dr. Zhivago? And I'd say, no, too bad. I'm watching you know, Ninja Turtles for the millionth time instead. Sorry. But I think that's what makes this great uh, because we have yeah. a very uh, different set of backgrounds, mm-hmm. different set of things that we enjoy, especially in the film genre. Some of it overlaps, but we get a lot of dissenting opinion here too. And I have yes. more of a um, filmographer's background. I don't know what that word means, but <laughs> I've seen a lot of the, the classics and everything and have, have looked into that a little bit. And I love that your um, uncensored view of things because it's a lot of things that people want to say and maybe are afraid to say, yes. especially if you're in a conversation with somebody i'm like james did you like this movie and you're like no i hated this movie got there yeah <laughs> just goes like right into it and it's good because it's it's coming from a very real place and then i can you know i'm not afraid of you i can keep my it's own true. and hold my own opinion about it and we can have good discussions about things so stay uncensored uh i'll say give you some suggestions you know so you okay. can watch them and complain about them on the podcast but we'll get you caught up on some classic right. movies well let we'll me address the vulgarity sure. for a second too um, I've mentioned in previous podcasts, podcasting is not my life. And in fact, movies aren't even my favorite topic to rant about. But <laughs> oh, you know yeah. what? I definitely, subs- I definitely, definitely subscribe to the George Carlin line or philosophy, if you will, of it's all bullshit and it's all bad for you folks. <laughs> and so when it comes to movies, yeah, my, my cynicism, and remember, that's the pitch line for this podcast, like a level-headed movie critic. And a loudmouth movie cynic. Yeah, who's the loudmouth movie cynic? That's me. Me. And oh. so, well, I was wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and we so, my, almost always, nearly all the time, my bullshit filter is set to a very fine screen, and not a lot of stuff gets through it. And I, I'm not afraid to call stuff out, like Kyle just said. All right, what else we got? Is it my it's turn? Your turn. Give okay. us something else. Give us something else. I'm gonna read uh, an email from the anonymous excellent mailbag here, listener mailbag. And this one is quite short and, uh, well, here it goes. Loud on the set with Kyle and James. Oh, how I envy the deaf. (laughs) From Anonymous, City Unknown. All right, next one, Kyle. You know, sometimes jokes stun us. You know, like that one stunned me. I don't have a comeback. Fuck you. (laughs) Right? That's excellent. Yeah. All right. Here's a uh, um, an interesting one, uh, kind of to piggyback on what you said. A passing comment, since we'll get into that. Sorry, Kyle, but I hated both Ben Hur and Doctor Shivago. <laughs> and that, that comes that to from us anonymous? from Rachel. No, Ooh, uh, Rachel. Rachel said that to us, and uh, you know that's okay. And the reason we're doing this is to bring awareness to things that you know, if you haven't seen them, you might enjoy them. And if you have seen them, we can talk about them, and you can share your opinion. So send, or send us why you hated it. You know, Talk to us more about it. And uh, I want Rachel to come on the show, and she wants to be on the show, so we'll talk about a lot of stuff soon okay. with her as well. Um, but more uh, interestingly, this one comes to us from Sandy in Ohio. Ooh, Sandy um, from Ohio. Yeah. All right. And she was asking us about... Coco the Gorilla from our rom-com <laughs> podcast. And I was like, okay. So I opened up the email and uh, she wanted to know, did Coco enjoy the rom-coms? 
And so I sat down with Andrea, and she had this to say about it. So Andrea, uh, can you address this? Did Coco enjoy the rom-coms, and was there anything special that you saw when she was enjoying the rom-coms? I mean, I for me, I felt like she enjoyed it when she didn't fall asleep, <laughs> but actually just paid attention. Yes. Because uh, Coco, I don't know if I said it before, but she knows that she's a big deal. And that her time was valuable. Not even kidding. Oh, that is amazing. And so she, if she, she usually didn't give her attention to you or anybody, she just turn, she would turn away, literally turn away from you. Wow. To you. So if she didn't do that or fall asleep, then I felt like she enjoyed that more so than other times. And there would be times when she would look directly at the screen as well, which was interesting. Cause okay. She, she can understand spoken English. Excellent. So the overall reaction regarding the rom-coms was good from Coco. She enjoyed watching them when she wasn't yes, she neglecting them. <laughs> yeah, she enjoyed them more than her educational films. Ah, okay. And by education films, I mean we only showed her like sign language videos. Okay. Like elementary sign language videos of like, this is how we sign Apple or whatever, you know, things like that. So there was something to be said for the dramatic uh, and cinematic things brought to you by the rom-coms for Coco. Yeah, especially especially with accents. She enjoyed the British accents. Fascinating. Coco the gorilla enjoying the British accents <laughs> in the rom-coms, but really who doesn't? Well, she and, was a yeah, she was a fan of Hugh Grant. Oh, well. <laughs> Excellent. And who's not a fan of Hugh Grant? Oh, controversial maybe. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much. No problem. <laughs> So that's what Andre had to say regarding uh, regarding Coco. Any wow. uh, any thoughts about that? Chase? Well, you know what? Um, in addition to our Ohio listeners, or maybe it's a listener. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> we um, have a couple. I yeah. Okay. Good. Um, a lot of people were fascinated with the Coco angle. Mm-hmm. Did you get that too? Yeah. I, yeah. Got, uh, you know, people wanted to talk less about the movies and more about the this interesting fa- uh, feature or facet, whatever. Um, of Andrea's experience. Like everybody wants to know about Coco and how that maybe Coco should have her own podcast. Yeah, Coco, come on the podcast if you uh, if you're a listener, <laughs> avid listener. Um, I'll talk like Hugh Grant for you if you come on the podcast. Well, at least he has one fan out there, right? Well, I could be Hugh Grant right now, and you don't even know. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, all right. What do we what do we got next, Kyle? <laughs> okay, so uh, what do we got next? Um, oh, I got a really good one next. Okay, this one comes to us from Sonia. Sonia. And Sonia asks, if there is a specific formula that makes a film good, what is this formula, and does it change based on genre? Interesting mm. question, and I would say that's uh, almost a podcast of its own, but let's give a brief answer and at least okay. address it for a moment. So I'm going to ask you, is there a specific formula that makes a film good? Um, I haven't read these listener mails ahead of time. I don't have time to prep this one, so I'm just... Off the, off the dome, off the dome, right right from the dome. Here we go. I'm not sure I would use the word formula in this case. I might use the word characters. Hmm. Almost every really good movie that we've reviewed and that we feel positively about has great characters because otherwise it is just moving pictures on a screen. Like No one's going to sit through 90 minutes of, um, I don't know, spaceships flying around unless there's people mm-hmm. that are behind the controls and they do interesting things that we can connect with. No one's going to sit and watch uh, a movie about boxing if all the footage is shot from the 
the bleaches, right, mm-hmm. from the from the nosebleed seats, and you have no idea who the people are because you don't care. We're human beings. Movies have to have things like that in them. Or you may, you know, maybe somebody will debate me on that topic. Like Disney's chank, uh, cranking out all these animal movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like monkeys running around and shit like that. Whatever. <laughs> um, but they've anthropomorphized them, right? Mm-hmm. They give them storylines right. that are almost essentially human-like. Like, yeah. oh, a family member goes missing. Got to re- got to find the baby elephant. Whatever they've done. I haven't seen any of them, sorry. Uh, I go for real documentaries instead. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? I would right. say characters. Strong yeah. characters. What do you think? Okay. Here's my uh, angle on that. Um, and it goes back to visual arts and storytelling as a core medium um, mm-hmm. throughout history. So what makes a good painting good? You know, when you look at a, a painting, is it telling you a story? Can they can they convey emotion through uh, just a single panel? The answer is absolutely, and it comes down to technique and whatever medium you're working with. Um, there are countless books out there that I've read accounts of, you know, screenwriters picking it up and reading it, writing their first screenplay, and you know, selling it and turning a profit on it, and the movie coming out pretty good. So there are some formulas that can make you some generic films, okay? Then you have really inspired work, and you have things that break the mold. So you can take conventional stories and flip them on their heads. And I think when it comes down to formula, we've even mentioned on a separate podcast that we've seen formula become very bad for movies Mm -hmm. when things become too formulaic, when you can just plug anything into the formula and produce something um terrible so i think it (laughs) i think it comes down to to inspiration i think you definitely need characters and you need good storytelling so there's there's Uh commonalities that humans understand and that we are that we are stories we're telling through all of our forms of art every medium of art and what it comes back to are those original truths and those ideas those conflicts that we're struggling with and when you can create real emotion, either using characters or imagery or dialogue, there's lots of great movies that can be held up just based on its imagery telling a story. Right. There's some that can be held up on their dialogue. A Dinner with Andre, you ever Clerks. seen that? Yeah, and I, there's um, lots of different pieces that you can come out with a good movie. Um, I think people, of course, have their own tastes. Not one movie's not going to be great for everybody. Um, but I think getting that human element into it, those um, universal truths that we're all mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. accounting for, I think that's the, the trick, is using your individual voice to bring universal truths into somebody's mind Excellent. in an interesting way. All right. So that's, that's a hard, Thanks, Sonia. deep philosophical yeah. thing for a moment. And we'll, we can discuss that at, at length in another podcast as well. But, um, but let's hit something else. Okay, something else. let's get back to the humor here. <laughs> A pretty serious <laughs> listener mail. We, we handle it well. Okay, this one comes from Anonymous. Uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> it says, um, I think this one's directed at you, Kyle. Okay. Hey, Senor Bootleg, I'd love to hear more reviews from from you about shit you ain't seen. Wait, I think that's one directed to I think to that me. was directed at you, pal. <laughs> hey, Senor Bootleg, I'd love to hear more reviews from you about shit you ain't seen. With the, with the exception of Fast Forward, I haven't reviewed a movie that, well, I mean, I guess that's like, that was probably like 10 or 11 or 12 or 14. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, all right, point taken. I'll see some more of these. We're, uh, we're, we're working on um, commonalities, and one of the interesting things about this podcast to note so far is that James and I have actually never sat down together and watched a movie yet. That's uh, right. So this has all been all been a separate endeavor. So we're trying to find movies that we've both seen, but um, we're gonna start. We're gonna make okay. an effort to uh, to get some uh, movies that we either one of us has seen or that we haven't seen and watch them uh, together so we can get some fun insights and conversational moments in there as well. So yeah, so okay. you're a bootleg will bring up his <laughs> repertoire pretty soon. Um, okay, I have another one uh, that's brought to us um, from. Andrea, so she's uh, been on two of our podcasts so far, um, and she really enjoys it. She even said that she thinks we're adorable, which is, uh, I guess, a nice thing to say. I don't know. Yeah, but she worked with gorillas. <laughs> so what, what's the standard here? Anyway, all okay. Right. Well, she said uh, that she is quote sick and tired of hearing about the same films every time that we talk. So those films are the uh, the Ghostbusters, the Star Wars, Indiana Jones, you know, any Marvel film. Uh, she's sick and tired of hearing about them and wants us to respond uh, and branch out, you know, wants us to, to see some different movies. So I want to ask you for a minute, um, and we kind of have hit on this a little bit, but what ends up uh, limiting your choices in films or what inspires you to watch a movie now, when you're going to like sit down and see a movie? Uh, well, we, we covered this a little bit in one of our previous podcasts. But for me, <clears throat> you know, my taste is quite limited. Well, I don't know why. I can't explain why. But I, um, in this art form of cinema, I operate on the extremes. And uh, a movie, I go to see a movie nowadays if it's a documentary that I know is going to really blow me away or if it's my escapism. And that tends to be superhero movies. Why do I not operate in, in any other the I don't know like a lot of comedies to me are really stupid like I tried giving those <laughs> I tried giving all like the latest wave of all the uh, like the Paul Rudes and Rudd Rudd excuse me <laughs> shit um, and the Will Ferrell movies I can't stand those uh, like old school and Talladega Nights and the one he made about fucking figure skating and. And they just cranked out a dime a dozen. I feel the same way about animated films like Toy Story, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3, Finding Nemo, Madagascar, Madagascar 2, Madagascar Penguins. It, it's just on and on and on and on and on. And it's like, um, shout out to my brother Kev again. A lot of times I feel like I've seen this movie, fill in whatever movie in that blank. <laughs> I've seen this movie without even seeing the trailer. Like That's the, very true. The title alone or even a promotional movie poster Come on, you know, like, absolutely. How many fucking things is Medea gonna go through? Like, for example, right? Isn't that it? Isn't Medea right? Medea goes to jail. Medea, Medea, but Medea, whatever. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck all that shit. It's got to be either really serious or yeah, it's it's a narrow worldview. I know. Whatever. So I think it's a one, valid point, though. I agree. You know? One of the reasons that we do fall back on those when we're having discussions is because those movies have kind of built our foundation, or we we talked about what what why we should see a movie you know and yeah. and they kind of got our interest in films and and brought us up there and i've used some of them as common commonalities to talk to james um about different things but um i have seen a, a grand scope of films um and i like watching different weird stuff whenever i'm watching things um i love animated movies i know james doesn't uh enjoy no. them so much 
but I think that comes with a, if I can, if I may, a little bit of ignorance uh, <laughs> <laughs> on James's part because you you don't know what you're missing on some of them just because uh, they they a lot of them have changed and there are some really really interesting genres. I watched an amazing comedy uh, animated film when I was. I think 16 or 15 um and at the time i hated it and it was awful being dragged to it and i didn't understand it it was weird and it was stupid um but now it's one of my favorite films it's called the triplets of belleville if you ever had the chance to see the movie uh it's amazing um it's almost entirely in french for the very few lines that are in the film um it has beautiful imagery and art styling uh the characters are wonderful and amazing and the plot is so interesting and like weird and out of left field and there are some really brilliant things that pop up under the mess of things but i know what you're seeing and the things that get highly publicized are yeah. never the things that end up being uh being great normally well i'm very much a cynic you know and <laughs> and you know i've i've in my lifetime seen for example hey sorry andre but here it comes i've seen the star wars franchise turn into a toy making mm-hmm. uh factory um, I've seen Jason movies get up to like what, like thirteen? I don't know. He's in space fighting he's Freddy Krueger or something. I've so. seen <laughs> the Halloween franchise, which I love the original, become a, like a self parody essentially. Um, I just watched the second Halloween movie for the first time a couple nights ago. Have you seen wow, it? Wow, yeah, of course. It's a pretty good one. Yeah, it's not. It's, good, it's not so bad. It picks follow. up right after the. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like Rocky, um, actually. Yeah. Picks up like right Yeah, on the way to the hospital right? even, right? <laughs> Just like Rocky too. But I recently had an adult, a fully grown adult, tell me that the movie, the animated movie Inside Out was one of the, quote, and this is not listener mail, whoops, but whatever. But she, this person told me that it was one of the most insightful psychological films she's seen ever. And I thought, this is a fucking computer-generated cartoon about a little girl who's like apparently, I think, a brat who just doesn't want to move. Are we really... <laughs> Oh, we, I, I, you know, I've said this before during the rom-coms, like, it's all part of the dumbing down. Like, we, the, the line between adult and child has been blurred so much that we look to inside out for lessons on psychology and the complexities of the human fucking brain. I'm a cynic, Kyle. Sorry. Sorry. I think that what you said trailing off at the end there, I think (laughs) that that was, um, an important distinction is that the uh, this is art and entertainment and everything yeah. and you can you can inspire ideas and things like that but um and they I, i've seen that movie and i really enjoyed it and i thought they really did a good job um with it and conveying a lot of the complicated um processes there but y- yeah you can see a, a documentary about um psychology and things like that and of course gain a lot more insight in it but i think when you do when you try to make a movie for the kids and have the adults be interested while they're sitting there in the theater with their kids, you know. They've done a fantastic job of starting to bridge that gap so that everybody gets good entertainment value and a, a good film on both fronts out of it. No. Um, so you'll one one day uh, maybe your your icy heart will start no, to... No, I don't think so. If, I tell you what, if we need Nemo to teach us to enjoy marine biology and protect corals and we need Inside Out to like study the brain... We're in a lot of fucking trouble. It's got to start somewhere. All right, Incept, we'll have a podcast about this. Incept it, the young, the young mind. Yeah, and it also comes with Happy Meals. <laughs> Fuck that. It's just a money grab. 
All right, Kyle. Well, that does it for the listener mail that I can read on air on the show. Oh, tonight. you know what? Uh, I forgot about the other thing we were going to address. Oh, um, so before we right. close out, listener mail one um, here, because we've got a, a lot of other stuff that we're going to respond to eventually. Um, can't just pack it into one episode, though. Got to have uh, some things. So we're, we have been getting a lot of phone calls, too, which has been interesting. And um, they haven't just been in Ohio and uh, San Francisco. It's been worldwide. We've been getting phone calls from all over the world. It's wow, been, yeah, great. I know. All right. It's it's surprising. Um excellent. So, I don't know. It's um what? What's the problem? It's just been a little strange. I don't know. I'll let I'll let you decide. We'll play a couple right now. You guys can hear them as well. Um roll some of the uh listener mail that we've been getting via via phones. So. Worldwide, right? Yeah, yeah. So, here we go. Kyle and James, thank you for saving my money and not going to see Jurassic World. I heard the working title was Jurassic Park 4. Shame on everybody. Yeah, this is uh, Deacon from L.A. Um, I guess Steve Buscemi and Paul Rudd are fans of yours because I saw the two of them just kind of wandering around aimlessly rethinking their lives. This is Eric from Kansas City. Uh, let's just call alien films and robot films sci-fi. You think it'll catch on? Yeah, this is Kevin from Seattle calling in for Loud on the Set. Um, just wanted to tell Kyle, hey, man, I love your work. I combed through the credits of The Dark Knight Rises. Sure enough, there was Jackass in a trench coat himself. Okay, so for anybody who's still skeptical, yes, I was in The Dark Knight Rises. I don't know if that was sarcasm, uh, thinly veiled there. But uh, yeah, I actually, when I went to the theater, it was really funny because I sat in the the back with my sister and my family. And when I saw myself on the screen, (laughs) I I like stood up and went, yeah! And like yelled and everybody around us was like what is going on right now and i was so stoked so yeah i'm in the film uh not uh, in the credits though we checked. not in the credits wise uh, guy yeah but here let's play a couple more and uh get, get some more insight right, worldwide calls here we go uh this is anonymous from none of your business kyle it's okay friends can cry together during kids movies in the dark yeah, this is Dan from Oakland. Uh, I just wanted a question for Rock Girl, if she ever shows up again. Um, how is she aware of the trope in uh, Twister? Was she ever the romantic link between her ex-loose cannon and her current by-the-book geology-led research teams? Cite your source, lady. All right, you know what, Kyle? I Now, now I know why you were giving me that weird look. Um, you know, worldwide calls. Yeah. Uh, something ain't right here. We didn't... We. As far as I know, didn't give out our phone numbers, so... Uh, this is some old bullshit right it here. It sounded a little bit strange. Are you noticing Are you, something with I the... I see a with pattern. The, with the Something's going on sound, here. though, it's... They, they do sound kind of similar, though, yeah. don't they? Yeah, yeah. I don't even know the, about Even the this. tone of the insults kind of sounds similar. Yeah. Has the, has the glow become homogenized in terms of accent and... Yeah. I don't. You know? Do we have more? Is yeah, we more got this? one more. We'll all play right, one, right, right. one more and see We'll, uh, we'll see talk about Something's fucked up. Yeah, fuck you. I knew it. I knew it. It's he, the same he, fuck. It's the same guy. He didn't even guy. know his name. Fuck this guy. All right, so we got a heckler. Right, That's we got a, great. We got a heckler. Right, great, wonderful. great. Keep calling yeah. in. Uh, you yeah. know, your YouTube views and your hits, they, they just give us more uh, positive yeah. energy to yeah, keep going, man. Yeah, we're rolling on it, you know? And you know, yeah, you're, you're a little funny at times. You don't phase me. You don't phase us. You, you got you got something there. You got an edge. All right, I'm you know? comfortable in my own skin. 
my own thoughts. <laughs> yeah. IRL in real life. And yeah. on that note, we're closing out. Listener Mail One here said, thank you so much, everybody, for sending things in, uh, questions, comments. Um, it's been fantastic. We've been taking all your suggestions in mind. Yeah. Um, we love doing this. We love getting feedback um, and making it better every time. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Rachel, Andrea, Linda, Sandy, Linda, yeah, Tonya, Kev, Bob, everybody. Gaston. Yeah, all the people that call, yeah, whatever. All the people. Yeah. We can take you. it. We can take the, the criticism here. So um, if you've got more comments, you got more uh, sound bites you want to send us loud on the set at gmail.com send them in subscribe on facebook and uh youtube and itunes and i don't know the internet i don't even really know how it works anymore <laughs> just do those things like some stuff give us some comments and uh we, we look forward to getting your feedback as well except from that one guy i don't know but we'll see what we do yeah, with we'll, we'll, we'll send the calls to the fbi and see if they can figure yeah, out yeah take on that man. <laughs> Take that. All right. Well, uh, that brings us to the end today. So, again, thank you all for listening. Uh, go see some good movies and send us some stuff about it. Have a wonderful time. See you later. And cut.